And now, now, without further ado, let me hear it. It's the Buck and Dex Show. This is a stupid show. Welcome, everybody, to the Buck and Dex Podcast. My name is Buck. Double J. You are not AKA Dex. Dex. I'm a- Dex today. You're the good Dex. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm nice Dex. You're the funny Dex. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Dex has been working out. Don't give me a fist fight with Dex. <laughs> well, maybe this guy will stick up for you. Oh, yeah. And uh, joining us on the podcast today, Carlos Condit, the natural born killer, was kind enough to break away from everything he's doing and come down and hang out with us. What's going on, bro? Uh, you know, a little bit of everything. So... We were talking off the air. Double J, do you want to talk about what recently happened to you before we hop into Carlos? So you were living in Nebraska. Yeah. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, yes, I was. And um, I got fired. <laughs> to this day, I don't know what I did. But, like I asked them. They just said, yeah, we're not going to get into it. And I was uh, oh, huh. okay. Um, That's even worse. Yeah. No, I know. I was talking to somebody and they said, you know what? If they don't want to tell you, who cares? Like, who cares what other people think about you? So I was just like, you know what? My girlfriend lives here. We got a house here. I'm, I love New Mexico anyway. So I got fired on a Saturday morning and I was on my way back to Albuquerque the next Friday morning. Wow. So within six days, I was already on the road. Just packed the house up and yeah, my girlfriend flew up there and moved it back down here. So what are you going to do? You going to get back into radio or... No, I, I was thinking about like probably prostitution or something. Is, <laughs> I guess that's probably. You're like, going to hook? You look yeah. Good. Well, I mean, listen, I look killer in pumps. Um, I've gained a belly in Nebraska, but I'll just tell people I'm pregnant. So, like, yeah, that, perfect. listen, ladies, you know that gets more money, okay? Because now I got to feed too. So, okay, well, that was weird. <laughs> how, how do you look in an apron? I might have a barista job. For you. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want me there because I would literally, like, every time you turn around, I'd be drinking coffee. You'd be like, yo, bro, Double J, put down the coffee. You fucking drinking all my the eyes would be. I would look like somebody out there uh, over by your coffee shop like at, like at 11 o'clock at night, you know, when the coffee shop's all closed. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, Carlos, you just talked about coffee. So I don't know if people know this or not, but you actually got really into coffee and you have a coffee shop now. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always been really into coffee. Right. Anything that makes you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I started a company probably like four years ago now with, with a couple of partners and we've been done wholesale and distribution for a while. Um, events, we do the growers market and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, we just, we opened a brick and mortar like 10 days before the initial coronavirus shutdown. So that was, that's been, and you're over in Revel. We're on Revel, which is down by Costco off the freeway. Um, I 25 and yeah. Montgomery, Montano area. What, what makes somebody go, I'm going to get into coffee. Cause I see like a lot of guys that are like fighters and stuff. It's either CBD. <laughs> they open up a weed shop somewhere. Yeah. Uh, like at the California D- Diaz something. brothers with weed and CBD. Uh-huh. Right. You know? So what made you go, you know what? I'm just going to do coffee. Um, I've wanted to do a coffee shop for a while, um, but you know, like it, the short answer is it's a legal addictive substance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you got people that want to fight them now. Now you got all these weed heads. It is legal. <laughs> I guess, is it not legal here in New Mexico? What weed? Medicinal. Yeah. Only medicinal. Only medicinal. It's not, it'll, it'll go recreational in January, I'm guessing. Yeah, but every, everybody's fiending for their coffee. Um, actually, I think... Maybe one of the things that I, I was, I'd, I'd set up a place, I was doing medical sales briefly and we went and set up at a, uh, a volleyball tournament, a, a, a girls volleyball tournament. And we were like doing some therapeutic stuff and 
nobody gave a shit about like n- none of the parents, none of the the people gave a shit about anything except for coffee and breakfast burritos. Like the line for really? coffee was around the goddamn uh was around around the building. Huh. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, that and makes, I, that makes sense. And I'd already wanted to do that. Plus I, a, a while back I'd heard the whole uh, bikini barista thing up in the Northwest. I was like, Hey, we don't have that. So, um, thought about doing that. We ended up going a different way with my company so far. Anyway, I was going to ask we, if you wear we, a bikini top uh, when you go down there. <laughs> I wish they won't let me. <laughs> it's all in a two-piece. You show up to get a copy of Carlos comes up in a two-piece. How can I take your order? You're all. He does it. We're like, What's up, player? you it, can tape it back for me, bro. Come on. Nobody needs to see that shit. It, it gets vetoed every time we have a, a staff meeting. You know, in, in Northern California, up by uh, Ukiah and stuff like that, I know they have coffee and weed places because it's all legal up there. And so you can go through. I can't remember the name of it to, for the life of me, but you can drive through. You can buy a cup of coffee and a bag of weed at the same time or just a joint and then drive off and you're just like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Now all they need is the bikinis in there too. On top of it, that's a trifecta. Yeah. What's the name of your coffee shop? Oh, hundred hands, hundred hands, coffee, hundred ants, hundred. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, no, hundred hands. Oh, hundred hands. hands. Okay. I thought you said ants. Monos. Like, what the fuck does that have to do with coffee? <laughs> hundred ants. So yeah. is the hundred hands like how many hands you've put in certain people's faces or like, uh, where did it come? Where did the name derive from? There's a, there's a couple of different stories. Which one do you want to hear? I want to hear the, the tr- most entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to hear the most entertaining. So, uh, so like I said, I was doing medical sales for a little while and my, my business partners specialize in like upper extremities. So basically arm stuff. Okay. And so we were, um, we were discussing this at a cadaver lab at UNM medical school. And there was a, like a, like hundred dead arms in the room in various, Just arms? various states of decay. Yeah. And you know, the way that the, the way that students, um, like practice doing like surgeries, they, they will like break the damn arm and then replayed it, repin it and everything. And so, yeah, there was a bunch of ghoulish, uh, ghoulish body parts, stick, stick arms and fat ones. There was this one dude who had a, it was like Andre, the giant's arm. He had a big old giant. Yeah. Big old mitt on there. Hand yeah. On the end of it. Yeah. Did yeah. you like, did you touch any of them? Yeah. I got like, that's the only time that I've, I've yeah. Did somebody Dude, hold so one of the arms and then you like start to arm wrestle it and you take a photo and put it on Instagram? <laughs> high did. five each other, just holding right. your arm up like, hey buddy. Like social social distance high five. Waving at people with somebody's grandma's arm. Like when you first walk in there and you see somebody with a hammer and they're getting ready to take a hammer to somebody's forearm, are you just like, what the fuck is going on? First thing is it's a little bit, it smells weird. And then, sure. and then it's cold as shit in there. Right. And then, and then, yeah. And then you start seeing, you know, gross, dead. I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah. an interesting sight. Huh? I can't even imagine that. My wife, she's an OR nurse and she brought home, uh, a mallet that they use in the operating room. And it looks like something off the movie alien. Like it's got this purple, either that or like a sex toy, <laughs> you know, it's got this purple handle and it's like all twisted up and there's like, like notches for your fingers and these little round pieces of like, uh, 
I don't know, surgical grade steel or whatever at the end of it. And I was like, what is this for? And she's like, this is what we use. You'll find out tonight, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we use when you tell me to st- never. <laughs> um, no, but that's what they use for like all these surgeries. And that's the hammer that they use to like knock these bones out. And I mean, they get in there and get after stuff when they're so doing what the you're surgeries. telling everybody is that your wife stole a medical grade hammer. Yes. That somebody has been charged now $800 for. <laughs> yes. Yes. 800 probably. Yeah. I think it was actually defective and I'm not really sure why it was defective, but you know, it ended up here. So it's pretty interesting. Cool. The shit that they use and the way that like they, when they do these surgeries, apparently they're very rough. Oh yeah. Like they're like getting in there. Yeah. It's, it's hardcore. Yeah. I, I remember when I was younger, I think I was probably 11 years old. I broke my leg and they put me to sleep and I woke up with them carrying me to another they were picking me up from one table to the next i was just re- vaguely remember them carrying me and it's like yo how do you, and the next thing you know you wake up and you're in a whole i was in a whole body cast and everything and my mom said that she could hear them doing stuff outside the operating room fuck that like that's wild was huh? that back when you were in the cult yeah yeah, yeah. that was he, cult times. He, he grew up in a cult no Good. bullshit yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah in california no i lived out in arkansas for a while yeah, the, the the preacher just went to prison, and he just died. I think like a year and a half ago in prison. And oh, dang. yeah, it's pretty wild. What was his name? Tony Tony Lamo. Tony Lamo. Yeah, Tony, was, Tony Alamo. It's yeah. spelled like Alamo, but he pronounced it Alamo. Yeah, okay. it's pretty. Yeah, it was pretty. One of these days, we'll. You should Google that, dude. It's actually a good read, man. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. No, you know what's funny? I went out to go visit my brother in Nashville, just on a side note, and my brother goes, "Oh, hey, uh, you know, mom did an interview," and I go, "What are you talking about?" She's my mom did a freaking interview with like NBC News or something. 2020 or some shit like that. Dateline. Bro, three-part docu- docu-series <laughs> on it. I was <laughs> going to ask. Oh, my brother and I are sitting there watching this, getting drunk in Nashville. Just as This was uh, in March. This is the first time I had saw it. Oh, wow. And I was like, the fuck is my mom's problem? Like, <laughs> and she's like sitting there trying to, oh, I knew he was bad the whole time. And why the Excuse fuck? Me, I love you, mom, but bitch, please, you let us stay in there. You didn't know he was bad the whole time. Yeah, so, yeah, dude. That's a he, whole other story for a whole other time. Yeah, I actually still have that audio of when we were actually going to do a podcast before Dex decided to do this, and then he ended up like moving to Hawaii or something. But I actually have the audio of you talking about that, it and it's wild. it's fucking crazy, man. I mean, the shit that they used to do is yeah, it's absolutely insane, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but. Another time, another story. Another yeah. time, another story. I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear that. Yeah. So, so the coffee shop, you got that going on. Um, you have. Can, we can talk about the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually just got a fight, and who are you fighting, and when, and where? October third. I do. I've been trying to get a fight for a while. Right. Things being what they are, and then I was supposed to fight in December. Um, and then you had the eye thing. Right? Yeah. What I happened? A, I had a detached retina. So How I was you, training. Yeah, I was training. I was rolling, uh, with some, some big dude over at the 10th planet gym here and I got kicked in the eye and I was like, eh, it's probably okay. But I had like a little, a little flash of light in the dark. Like when it was dark out, I had like this little silver, almost like a little silver half moon in my vision and come to find out like, oh, well, maybe a month before when I was supposed to fight last. I had a yeah. I had a, a detached retina. Oh no, a, shit! I got a hell of an attorney. You can sue that guy, <laughs> sue the gym, sue everybody. I got a ball of an attorney. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you it, like? So like when something like that happens, you just kind of brush it off as in like, hey, it's just part of part of sparring, or because you know, like if you walk into a store somewhere and you slip and fall and hurt yourself, uh-huh. 
you you can sue somebody. So like, how does that work with yeah. fighters? Uh, oh no no yeah no like that that's just part of, that's hundred percent of the deal. Oh, see, I could never be a fighter. I I could never. Hey, you, do what, you, you get? Oh, like, you scratch me. You, you that's it. I'm calling my attorney. Yeah. <laughs> no no we're we. we yeah, no. Dude, I got my jaw dislocated once rolling down with uh, who was it? It was uh, it wasn't Craig. One of the old school guys. It was one of the old school guys. Craig Zellner actually put me out of training because I thought he broke my neck. Like literally, I thought my neck was broken. I couldn't move. But there was another guy. He was like, uh, uh, Carlos and I have trained at the same place before. This is back in the fit days, and uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like a para rescue guy. And he was going to throw up a triangle on me and just hit me square in the jaw with his knee, man. He had like the boniest knee and it was the weirdest feeling. I've, I mean, it hurt, right. but it was the weirdest feeling like when it popped out yeah. and, you know, they just like, you know, kind of slide it back in. Like you in. can't really close your jaw? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird, man. What's the worst injury you had? Um, I it, uh, blew my ACL. Uh-huh. Blew my ACL in a fight. Right. Um, Did you keep ty- fighting or that was, do you like Tyron fighting? Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Well, so I, well, I, when I blew it, um, I knew, and then I kept, I kept fighting and then I got back up. We like, it was on a takedown that it blew and got back up and then, you know, went to, and I knew something was up with my knee and I went to go finish and he kicked my other leg and I went to like kind of pivot with it with no ACL. My knee just, just buckled and Man. tore the shit out of my, uh, uh, my, uh, meniscus in a couple of places. I kind of wanted you to get that fight back because it's like you were at that time in your career, man, you were on a tear and it's uh-huh. like, I, I know you could have beaten him. Like I, there's no doubt in my mind that you, you would have won that fight. I mean, he was fast and explosive, but I think you kind of had his number and he fades. And I, yeah, well at that point I was starting to turn it, but you know, like the spilled milk. Yeah. Yeah, you know. it is. Has there, has there been somebody that you want to fight? Not because you're like, that's going to be a good fight. Just because deep down inside, you just do not like that. But like, there's certain people that I just personally, like, like for instance, sorry, Nate Diaz. Uh, I like Nate Diaz. I think he's okay. But Nick Diaz, I I just do not care for Nick Diaz. Like at all. I I think the guy's kind of a prick. I think he treats people very disrespectfully. Like, is there anybody that you've met, like you've been watching on TV before and you're like, man, I would love to get that guy in the ring just so I could fuck him up. Um, everybody wants to fight Kobe Covington for that reason. He's a fucking loudmouth, yeah. So that guy uh, is he worse than Nick Diaz? You think? Yeah. Well, I have think, you well, not seen him? He's the guy that's always wearing the MAGA hat, and oh you know, no, he's, like, <laughs> he's just super, super loud and obnoxious. Oh no, super, super over the top. Well, I, for one, Nick Nick is just Nick. That's right. who, that's who he is. He's not right. really trying to put on a show. So I guess there's something to be said for that. Whether whether you like him or whether you don't, he's just like that. Yeah. Um, the other guy is like cultivated this whole persona that's pretty kind of like WWE. Yeah, very, like, yeah. very much. Say, but not he. He's not pulled it off. Very but wasn't well. there no. for a while? There were some people that started coming into the into UFC, and didn't Dana White come out and go, "Yo, we're not doing that. Like, we're not creating these characters. You guys are just <laughs> going to be yourself and come out and fight." Uh-huh. And then that kind of went away. That's why I haven't seen the guy that you're talking about. That the, they've the only had two people that have been able to transition over from wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh, one was Brock Lesnar, and he actually won a title. Yeah, no, no. At one point, I, I don't think he used to do wrestling. I think this. I can't remember the guy's. I know he's a white guy though, but he would come in and he was trying to do like these. Uh huh. He just had this whole fake. It just came off as like this fake persona. And then I remember seeing Dana White in the- Jail Sonnen. 
Chael did it really. That, I think that was him. Chael did yeah, it yeah. really well, though. Chael, yeah, Chael, Chael was the master. Yeah, no, every, but it was a fake persona, though, right? Well, Total. he he's got a shtick. Yeah, but it's it, it, he's 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 a master at it. He, and I think that's who I am talking about. And yeah. then Dana White came out and was like, "Yo, we're gonna dial it back a little. Like, if you want to be an asshole, you want to talk smack, okay? But like, the fakeness needs to. Like, well, the, there's there's guys that tried to do it and didn't pull it off very well. And I'm sure that I mean that that reads fake, yeah. obviously. And, and Kobe Covington, I think the only reason that he's been, I don't know, UFC doesn't really tell you what what to say or, you know, like if you go too far, I mean, we have like a, I think a code of conduct thing. You yeah. can't, you can't come contract, out and, yeah. and say some crazy shit, but... Has McGregor read that <laughs> at all? I'm just kidding. Well, I think, I think initially, <laughs> even before he got, before he got like really, really big, they were... He was he was on one just like put you know putting out all kinds of crazy yeah. tweets and whatever just saying whatever the fuck he wanted, and he uh, they they had I think a couple of times they made him apologize right but you know he, if you move but that kind of makes it more entertaining though, yeah no? it does it Do you, well sometimes he sometimes he crosses the line though like the shit that he'll say will definitely cross the line it's like there's one thing to like be like Chael and say the things that Chael Sonnen would say. But McGregor, like, Chale, I mean, Chael kind of crossed it. Like, Chael had when Chael went down to uh, to Brazil, he had to have armed security at all time. They had him in like bomb proof because with the things that he was saying about Brazil and the Brazilian people and that sort of thing. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, these, these it takes guys, a lot of balls to do that and then go down to like, well, Brazil. Sure. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, first off, I'd just be like. Okay, I'm going to get kidnapped direct from the airport. <laughs> for sure. I, I'm not even going to Brazil for this fight, you know? Yeah. Well, let, let's just fight over Brazil in a plane somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's funny. So, you have a fight. It's oh, yeah. It's going to be October... Forgot to talk about Third. October 3rd, yep. October 3rd. I'm, October 3rd, I'm, I'm fighting Court McGee. Nice. Yeah. So, he was an 85er though, right? He's been between 85 and 70, yeah. Okay. I, I, I don't know... I don't know what the timeline of his transition back and forth has been, but I know he's fought at both. He's a, and he's a big guy. Yeah, I'm gonna look up. I can't remember the last time I saw him fight, so I'll let you guys just kind of sit here and talk for a second. So um, I know I know uh, Jay has some questions for you. He said he was gonna come up with like five <laughs> questions for you as he's scrolling through his phone. Oh, five <laughs> random questions, and you know what? I don't know what he came up with. Ran- oh, I hate random. So this questions. is okay. just gonna be like. No, this is gonna Spitfire. be okay. No, I I change it from five random questions to just sleep with one, marry one, kill one. Okay. Okay. Now here we go. Okay. What, what is it? <laughs> marry and kill. Sleep with one, marry one, kill one. Okay. Okay. Are we not allowed to cuss? No, we can totally okay. Say whatever okay. you want. Okay. 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 The okay. only option is you have to pick one. There is no. You have to sleep with one. You have to marry one, and you have to kill one. Fuck. But marry, these are kill. hardcore. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. John Bone Jones's mom. Okay. <laughs> Oh, all right. Do you Nick, want him to answer Nick now? Diaz's mom or Dana White's mom? Sleep with one, marry one, kill one. Who do you sleep with? Who do you marry? Who do you kill? Oh boy, F- fuck it. F- fuck Diaz's mom. Uh, marry John's mom. Kill Dana's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There you go, TMZ. There's your audio right there. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, Court McGee fought last uh, last August, and I think it was like Diego Lima or something like that. So, a year ago? Yeah, a year ago. 
Is it different now, like training because of COVID? Is it? Oh like, yeah. How, like, do you have to wear masks while you train, or? It depends. Like, at, I mean, so are you, are you still training out of Jackson's fully, or what do you? No, like, I, what are you I, doing? I, I haven't been. I mean, there's just so many people from all over the place that I've kind of kept my distance. I've been uh, training with Brandon, um, Brandon Gibson. Yeah, Brandon Gibson. Um, kind of just doing. He's got a little garage set up, and yeah. we, we work down there. And then um, I Who's train. Your, is he so? Is he like your head coach right now? Um. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I, he's, he's my main striking coach. Okay. And then, um, and then I've been doing my jujitsu down at uh dark Haven, which is a smaller studio. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, just, I think the whole COVID thing is a numbers game and the odds let less, less people. That's the whole thing about yeah. the social distancing and the minimizing the motion oh and the minimizing the, the amount of people together. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to, do my best to not, you know, and I, I, I'm, I don't think, you know, who knows? You, you, every, nobody knows whether they're going to get really sick or right. just not even. You know, I think that's be, what's the scariest be, thing. That's why, like, you know, people, I'll, I'll just throw my, my, my brother under the bus. My brother's like, yeah, who cares? You know, it's not the end of the world. And I'm like, yeah, but if somebody like me who now, you know, I'm a little older now, you know, I got some heart issues. Like, if I see a group of people, I don't go anywhere near them. I stay at home. You're fucking traveling everywhere. What are you talking about, dude? You're like fucking Carmen San Diego, man. You're all over the place. Okay, it, to a point, like, however. Where's Waldo? It's like, right, where's wait, double No, 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 but I'm saying. everywhere. But if I go into a store, like, I will tell somebody, if they get close to me, I'm, I will turn around and tell them, you need to back up, please. I'm not trying to be rude, but please get away from me. Just because I'm, I'm afraid of that. Because I think somebody like you, for instance, if you got sick, I, I, I think he might probably pull through but somebody who's fat like me that lived in nebraska eating junk food for eight months yeah it's a good chance i might end up on one of them ventilators you yeah. know and i'm not trying to do all that all right well let's not dive let's not digress and start talking about covid stuff because <laughs> that's the last thing people want to hear right now they're listening to us because you, they don't want to well, you, hear i'm just about curious COVID. how, how you, asked, you asked about yeah, training no, I, yeah, i'm serious like would you go into a gym and you see a bunch of people do you go i'm not going in there or i'm going to come back later when there's not as many people so where where i do my strength and conditioning they have you know they've uh uh kind of put a cap on the amount of people that can be in there at any right. one time. Everybody's got to wear masks. So there's that. Um, I teach, I teach classes. Everybody's got to wear masks. Yeah. Um, and I think w what I was trying to say is like, I don't, yeah. I mean, who knows it's, if it's going to affect me, but I definitely, if, you know, if I come up positive for COVID, then I can't fight. So yeah, there's that. Um, so about you, uh, as a fighter, how have, how have you started changing over the past couple of years? Because I've always seen people, I mean, and, and I've been around you for a long time. Like we've known each other for a long time. <laughs> I mean, a really long time. So I was like 19 You're years like 19 old. years old, bouncing at certain places. Uh-huh. And, and um, <laughs> on all fours. <laughs> but Pretty much. You know, you're, you're talking about jujitsu stuff now. And you were as you've kind of become known as a striker uh -huh. and you have a really, really good ground game, a really slick jujitsu game. Do you think that that kind of tends to, once you kind of get labeled that or people start thinking of you in that mindset, that that's kind of the, the path that you kind of go down when you're fighting? Because I mean, you look at certain people like, like say Keith, for instance, Keith Jardine, He's not fighting anymore. But one thing about Keith that people never really knew is that he actually had a pretty decent jiu-jitsu game. He did. You know? I mean, like a really good jiu-jitsu game. But he became known for these really crazy heavy leg kicks, and he could knock you out with one shot, you know? Uh, so 
that's kind of the path that he seemed to take mm-hmm. as he was going through the UFC. Do you think that you've changed in, in that as far as like what you do when you get inside the cage? Um, I, th- I think a lot of it has to do with the, the gyms that you're at and like the emphasis and also yeah. the, the opponents. Like I, the, the guys that I've been, the guys that I've fought have been, um, lo- like lots and lots and lots of wrestlers. So, um, to, to, to counter that, you know, I, I've, I've always had, for the most part, had the edge in the striking. So yeah. I've emphasized that, you know, and, and I've struggled with, with the, the wrestling part. I think having had, having got really good at jujitsu initially. So when I first started, there was no kids in the game. There was no young people in right. Albuquerque. There was no young people. All the people that I was training with were, mid twenties and above like full grown ass. Yeah. And I was like 15, 16 years old. So I learned to be like a, I wasn't stronger than them. I couldn't overpower them. So I learned to be like slick off my back. Even though I had a wrestling background, it was, it was, you know, these dudes were all like, you know, bigger and stronger than me. So it was hard for me to, um, you know, like match them physically. So I had to get slick with jujitsu. Um, I think that in, in the long run ended up being, um, kind of a, a, a detriment to me because I got away from my wrestling. Right. Um, when I could have switched it back and, um, I got, I got too comfortable being on my back and trying to finish guys. Cause at a certain level that became really, really difficult because at, at the higher levels, guys are just very, um, they're as good, if not better They're Yeah. Or they're, 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 it, their their uh, submission defense is is on point and to be on top and throwing punches down and then avoiding submissions that's a you know that's an uh, uh it's not an easy game but that's pretty i mean a lot lots of people have those skills so it was harder for me to be like hey i'm going to submit you off my back and i haven't right. had a submission i don't think i've had a submission in the ufc i haven't you had have. a submission no not in the ufc yeah you uh you submitted uh did, wait did you submit him or knock him out rory mcdonald no, I uh, TKO'd Roy McDonald. Okay, all right. TKO, no. Um, I haven't had a submission since since WBC. Yeah. So and um and it, it's also been a, a a change of gyms. Like I've I've been at in in my career, I've been at three different gyms. One for a long period of time. My initial gym, uh, uh short period in Arizona with Arizona Combat Sports. Um, and then and then I've been at Jackson Wink for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I think that's, it just kind of, it's a matter of like where you're at and, and where you're, uh, like as far as the gym goes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So speaking of gyms, if we can kind of tread into these waters a little bit, there have been a lot of people leaving Jackson's you've seen like, you know, Orlowski was down here. Um, uh, Alistair was down here, Alistair Overeem, they split, You've seen uh, some of the smaller guys, you know, John Dotson left, Landon Venata left, you know, Cowboy's now doing his own thing. Uh Why do you think they're having like the defections that they're having down there? I mean, I know we were kind of talking before and you said that there's a lot of people down there, but what's, is there like a weird culture down there or something that's just not sitting right with people or is it not, not the attention that you think people need to get or what is it? Um, I think that right now, Jackson Wink is 
it's a, a really good incubator for up and coming fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity for guys to, to get out of their hometown, get out of the gym that they, they started at and, and get some, some world-class training, um, get some different looks from, you know, people with different styles from all over the world. Yeah. Um, I think there's a certain point at which, and so I think guy, you're going to see a lot of up and comers coming out of there, mm-hmm. but at a certain point, you need to work harder to make smaller gains like the The curve, the curve flattens. Um, so when when you're first starting out, like your first, you know, like decade of training, you're getting better very, very quickly. Right. You're progressing. But as you um as you top out and you get to the 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 top of top of the You kind of plateau. You you plateau a bit. Yeah. And so you have to it takes a lot to make small gains. But then those small gains and those 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 the those in- incremental separations is what makes, you know, like the separates number one from you know number two three four and five yeah and with that i think a lot of it is personal attention like personal like having people actually like spend a lot a lot a lot of time on you and for coaches that is not necessarily economically viable to spend all of your time with one guy or if you do your that your time is gonna be uh everybody's time is limited everybody's energy is limited sure um yeah, I think there's there's not enough to, there's not enough energy to go around, and there's there's not you know, enough Greg Jackson and yeah, to go around that, for everybody. Yeah, I think that's I think that's part. And it, but there's also some there's other great coaches too. There's phenomenal kind of like assistant coaches or other coaches. Um, so I th- I think that these everybody I feel like this thing's a journey, man. Everybody's on you know they find their formula for a little while and then it changes up. You see that with lots and lots and lots of fighters. So, um, you know, with have you ever had a, <clears throat> have you ever had a coach that tells you one thing and then like somebody else in the gym, like a different coach, tells you no 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 don't like do mom that. and dad yeah like do this and then the coach comes back and goes why are you doing that I just told you <laughs> to do it, do it like that how do you re- and if that has happened how do you resolve that issue. I've no, I've never come across that. Um, I've never come across that. Everybody's pretty much on, on, on the same page. And they, yeah, nobody undercuts each other in that sort of way. Like when it comes to, you know, tactics and technique. Do you, do you ever have a time where you're like you think that is not a good move for me to do, but the coaches still tell you, no, 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 we want you to do this. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think I, I'm like, it, and it's not just a particular move, but it's like down a certain path. I'm like, right. I don't. I feel like we're off in the weeds here. Right. Um, yeah. I think that that happens. You know, there's no there's no uh there's no instruction manual for any of is, this. Is there yeah. a, is there a style that if you know you're going to fight somebody, let's say, well you probably know everybody's style anyways before uh-huh. you take on a fight. But is there a certain style that you just go, "God, I really dread fighting somebody who fights this style, like fights like this. Like that's their main thing that they go to whether it's jujitsu or Yeah. Um you know, wrestlers are tough, man. Yeah. Wrestlers who, you know, who are uh, very top control heavy. That's, you know, that, that, that's a tough stuff. Like your George fight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah. like George St. Pierre. Well, he is dynamic, but the way that he fought me was pretty conservative. Right. He stayed in and not, not that it's hard to like, it is hard to fight, but it's not as fun. It's right. not like we're not mixing it up in a way. Like I like every, you know, whether I'm on my back or upside down or on top, yeah. whatever, or standing, 
I always enjoy myself in there. I, I, you know, I love what I do and it's all part of it, but like to, to like really mix it up and have like a very, very dynamic wild fight. That's, that's fun. When you're fighting, does the crowd ever get in your head? Like if they start booing or like, does that, you know, it's kind of like, like, you know, when I go and host a concert or whatever, right. And I'm introducing whoever it is. You mean when you used to, before you got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Buck. I appreciate that. Words of encouragement. Got to bring you back Buck. down a little bit for a second. But yeah. it's like, I pick one person out in the crowd and talk to and them. I look at yeah. that one person because you can't see everybody else. So like when you're fighting and you're in the ring, obviously you can hear your coaches, uh, but can you hear other people outside of the ring? And does that make a difference to you ever while you're fighting? Yeah, you definitely can. Um, I don't know if it makes any difference. I, I, I'm kind of an ADD case. So if anything, it's like, you know, I, I, I in a sense, get somewhat distracted yeah. briefly, but then have to refocus. Um, Do you ever wish like you could just go, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm, try- I'm trying, I'm trying to win here for you. Like, <laughs> shut up out there. <laughs> um, well, I'm going it, to, it's going to be a whole different dynamic now because there's, uh, nobody, in the crowd. there's nobody in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. So that might actually be. Better. It'll be interesting. Um, it, it it's been a very very long time, but I used to fight in Japan, and in yeah. Japan the the crowds are completely different. They're silent. They're they're they're, weird. they're silent unless something happens, and then it's like oh, and then they'll do like a golf clap. like a yeah. golf clap. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> totally. So I think it'll probably be like that. Like you're walking out trying to high five people, and they're just bowing to you, and you're like, okay, this is awkward. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, I saw when Kiss like really kind of blew up. They showed Kiss in concert in Japan. And everybody was sitting with their legs crossed, you know, like in the lotus position. They're sitting there watching. They're just like bopping their heads like this and moving side to side as Kiss was playing, not making any noise, nothing. It was a trip. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. They're very polite people. Have, have you very ever polite been, culture. Have you ever been fighting and we're speaking to people in the crowd, right? And you said you kind of ADHD, right? Uh-huh. Somebody starts talking smack. Does it, has that ever gotten in your head? Like, you know, kind of like, uh, I, I'm thinking Joe Rogan, how, like, if somebody, if he's doing stand-up and somebody starts, you know. Like a heckler. Heckler. Like, uh-huh. he stops his whole routine and he will destroy them. Like, do, has that ever gotten in your head while you've been fighting? Um, a lot of times, the you can hear the coaches. Uh, they're yeah. coaches more than anything. Yeah. So, yeah, he, here and there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, not so much that it's gotten in my head, but it's been like, uh Like, my, my attention's like, ooh, sparkly. Ooh, right. s- you know, ooh, squirrel. Um but I mean, I, I've dealt with that my whole life. So, you know, having to refocus and get back to it, but it's sometimes it's, it's a little, it, it bugs a bit to have, especially if you're close to their corner and there's, cause I mean, cause that's, that's all you hear. You just hear them mm-hmm. telling, telling the guy that you're yeah. trying to beat up yeah. how to beat you up. Yeah. That's right. Uh huh. Oh, that's wild. That's an interesting thing. Sorry. I was just looking at something over here. Um, porn. Buck's no. looking at porn. I don't look at porn, man. I'm not a porn guy. I don't ever look at porn. Says every guy. I, you in know the what? World. I'm serious. I I did years ago. Like I mean, probably 15 years ago. But it's just yeah. not something I do now. I sw- I swore off a while ago. I'm, yeah, my I'm girlfriend asked me guy. the other day, "What kind of porn?" I'm you also like, at? I go, I go, what? Like, we're watching alone on the History Channel. What kind of <laughs> random question is that? Like, yeah. what kind of porn do you? I'm watch? also a Bible believing Christian dude, so that probably has something to do with it as well. Me too, Buck. <laughs> Wait, fucking bullish shit. <laughs> Me too. As a matter of fact, I got to go to church right now. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so you retired for a while. You were how long? How long were you? How, how long was your layoff? Or were you well, really shoot. retired? Were you really retired? No, or were you just I, I taking was taking a break. Yeah, I was just taking a break. This actually has been the longest layoff. So I will. So. 
Um, I haven't fought since December of since December of 2018. Was that Magni? No, that was no, no, no. That was uh, uh, Chiesa. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then I was spo- and then I had a I was trying to get a fight all throughout 2019. Um, they finally booked me. I was supposed to fight Mickey Gall, and then I had the eye yeah, thing. Yeah, the eye thing. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm super excited to get back at it. Like I have been chomping at the bit all throughout COVID. I'm like, you know, like at my house, you know, working on stuff, just kind of in my head, refocusing, trying to, um, you know, it's like getting in shape. Like I've been, I've been training. I'm like, I'm ready to go. This is how serious about his training he is. When you walk by his front door, there's actually a big heavy bag over there. And I'm sure you probably... <laughs> spend a few minutes on the way in and on the way out of the house as you're leaving for the day and coming, <laughs> coming home for the day. <laughs> really? I, I don't use it as much as, as you think. Well, it's hanging from a, uh, a, a ba- I have a basketball hoop thing that's like cemented in my, uh, so he hung his heavy bag on. I there. hung my heavy bag to it from. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And what everybody, anybody who follows my Instagram is like, see, like I do, I've done like some instructional stuff, like out by my wood pile, super janky. I was just bored during, <laughs> I was bored during COVID. I'm like, I, I got my phone set up on my, on my trash can outside. And yeah, yeah. Actually some dude, like he called, he's like, dude, you're, I mean, he's like, I love you, but your production value sucks. Let me send you a camera. And he was from uh, Australia and he sent me out a whole camera set. Did he really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and so now you use that for your, your yeah, I haven't training done by the woodshed video. Oh, no, well, because of COVID, I had to sell it. So <laughs> no. you find that on let go right now. <laughs> so, um, so I was I was doing those, but actually I have a I have a, a, a instructional video out. It's actually it's on dynamic striking. Yeah, um, I think dynamicstriking.com. BJJ Fanatics yeah. is the they're doing it now, doing a striking thing, and I've done. It. I'm actually about to film a second one. So I did uh, you know striking basics, and now I'm going to do some some more advanced tactic stuff. Yeah, how old are you now? 36. 36. Uh-huh. How much longer do you think you want to continue fighting? And when do you want to go like full coffee? Like what, what's the plan? A <laughs> couple more years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is like my, it's like the. This is when you get old man strength, by the way, just so you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and I feel it. Uh, no, it, it's it's like the the bank robber movies when like the the old guys just like one more run, man. Yeah. Just one 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 more big score. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna make one more run at it, and then uh, and then you know be done transition and other things. Yeah. I think that's that's the idea. Who knows? Maybe maybe after this fight, I'll you know go do the bare knuckle boxing thing or something. Who knows? You see, Yo, uh, I just started watching that on YouTube. I had never seen one before a couple oh, really? weeks ago. <laughs> Did you see Paige Van Zant just sign with those guys? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever really do that? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I do. For, like, this is what I do for a living. Like, so no, I, I just don't see how you guys have the balls to do stuff like that. Like, I'd get in a ring with some gloves on, even if they're like little four ounce gloves. I would do something like that. Uh-huh. But bare knuckle, nah. Like, I'm already ugly enough. Like, uh, <laughs> you wrote a you wrote a fucking bull. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did it for the, my radio show. in a diaper. <laughs> I wasn't in a diaper. In, in fairness, I was in my underwear. <laughs> Whatever. 1,200 pound bull. Just but, looked like a diaper. But, but now I look back on that and I go, yo, that, that was in- I can't believe my bosses at the radio station actually allowed me to get on a live 1,200 pound bull with horns and ride it live on the radio. But I would never do that again, ever. Not, I mean, you couldn't pay me a million, yeah, well, a million dollars. You'd probably pay me to do it. But like, I just don't see how people get the nerve, like the actual guts to go, yo, the, because they don't go, Oh, you guys are about the same size. I see somewhere these guys are big compared to some of the other yeah. guys. They just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have some 
you have a, I mean, you have a chance in there. It's not like you against a bull. Right. Where yeah. you have zero chance against it's the bull. Man, it's a man against another man. Yeah. So there's that. So not, not, not that, you know, not that that other person isn't a savage and couldn't do all kinds of damage to you, but, um, you know, it's also, you know, it's a way to make a living. It's a trade, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is like when you start this out, it's not like you start and immediately you're fighting. Okay. That's not how this works. Like, you know, a lot of people, they start, they have like wrestling bases, they have karate bases and they don't get there immediately. It's something that you start out and you build up to. So I remember like when we used to train at the same place, they would always say, all right, we're going to do light MMA. We're going to go 25%. And essentially what you're doing is you're just getting used to the motions and the, the, uh, the actions and reactions that happen while you're doing this stuff. And it's like, Oh, you just punched me in the face, you know? And then you start to, then you start to step your training up. You're going from 25 to half speed. Bucky, you're talking to one of the meanest white belts in central California. Okay? <laughs> he knows. Uh, I know. No. I actually did. I actually took karate <clears throat> when I was younger. Cause my yeah. mom and dad thought I was going to get killed in central California. So I'm like, you need to go do something. And then so I started fighting, but I was just so poor that like we had no money. So we could never afford to take the classes to get up to the next belt. And I think that the instructor felt sorry for me. So he just let me just continue going, but I never paid to get to the next color belt. And then I fought in some California state championship and broke my ribs in the, in the state championship. Yeah. Karate's kind of like Scientology, man. You got to keep paying for those levels, you know, if you want to get <laughs> yeah, up there. Oh yeah. Well, if you don't pay for them. Well, the, the, the belt system is a way to monetize it. Yeah. yeah. Way to monetize information. It's yeah. not necessarily a good or a bad thing. I mean, if you, you know. Oh, I was a white belt for like four years. I'm <laughs> 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 like, one of the meanest white belts you'll ever meet, Jack. <laughs> well, it's, you know, in, in jujitsu, it takes people, you know. Oh, dude. 20, it's a, 20, 20 years to get a black belt. Yeah, it's it's a it's a process, man. I mean. What what belt are you? Um, I've actually never been belted except until recently. I got a blue belt, which right. is like the second belt out in like in jujitsu. No, you'd probably be like a brown belt. No, I'm not, or or black black belt. Well, because yeah. I heard le- like I say once, at least yeah. once you get to a certain level of black belt and stuff like that, like then it starts becoming more mind over matter stuff where you can control. I don't know how true this is, just just what I've heard that you can actually like there's these masters that can stick bicycle spokes through their arms and then pull them out and no blood comes out. Have you ever heard this or no? Yeah, that's, that's, that, called, that's called YouTube production. That, that's a, that's no, this a, is years ago. No, no, no. no. Yeah. The Tai Chi master, the, that's, the MMA guy. Okay, the, 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 the instructor who never made me pay for my white belt, okay, he's the one who told me this, that his grand sensei, whatever the hell they're called, uh, that, he, that he watched him put spokes through his arms and he would put buckets of sand on them and then swing them around and pull the spoke so, out and he could control his blood. Well, I think that's a whole different thing than, okay, maybe, okay. Are you on Instagram? Yes. Okay. Double J's on air. Go go to, uh, go to McDojo life and go to uh, fake black belts and you'll see all this hokey shit. A lot of that, you know, maybe that, maybe people can do that. I don't know if that's martial arts. That's maybe like that. That seems like some more like, like the, 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 the Swami stuff, like the the dudes in in India who do all the, you know, that, but, 
people who pass that that off as martial arts or right. they do like the no touch knockouts it's such bullshit that's some cult shit right yeah straight up oh some, then I, I that's that, right down my alley apparently <laughs> you're, you're already geared for it no right you're yeah. my mom and dad prepped me for that shit. one no no <laughs> you know, like the real black belts look like you know they're all gnarled and they're you know I don't know it's it, that's a whole different thing it's a whole okay. different thing like that's I've always wondered about that that's fake Honestly, that's fake. Yeah. Well, when you see the people who do the, like that, you're saying like the no touch hit and you're all, all have, have right. you ever, have you ever yeah. watched the video Tai Chi master versus MMA fighter? No. Why don't you Google that right now? Google Tai Chi master versus MMA fighter. And what we can do is we can get a reaction from you live <laughs> as you watch it. What? So just Google. What am I Googling? Sorry. Tai Chi versus MMA. Tai Chi master versus MMA fighter. And you can kind of see you've seen that video, right? Yeah, I've, there's a series of them. There's a there's I know there's one guy at least in in China who's going and challenging all these these kung fu masters. Yeah, and he's a re, he's a legit fight. He's like a legit combat athlete, and he's going out. Yeah, and and you know obviously we know we know what happens. Yeah, um, you know that the the government though is censoring his videos because the because kung fu is part of their cultural heritage and it's no like, shit yeah huh yeah there then he actually got I don't know he got he got fined and he got I think he got in trouble really for, for yeah for you know calling basically calling these guys out right because huh. they want the status quo I mean of course let's yeah. not even let's not even get into China and their crazy shit yeah what are you seeing over there Chinese government I mean. Yo, he fucked that dude up. <laughs> he tried to do none of that that cat stuff up top and like that, and the dude just nailed him and knocked just, him down to the just ground. Just hooked him. I up. mean, yeah. yo, he he destroyed him in less than fifteen yeah, okay. seconds. Yeah, yeah. So if you've never seen this video, you should probably Google this video. But it's this older Tai Chi master. I'm doing finger quotes right now, and he's got all of his students lined up, and he has his he walks by and he has his hands like palm up. You know, so like you're looking at his palms and he just starts popping his hands up under their chins and all the guys are like flying through the air and <laughs> falling down. And then this MMA fighter comes in and just fucks him up like 15 seconds. Like two, two seconds. I mean, yeah, yeah, just fucks this dude up. Well, that's why like I've, I've when you see these guys breaking bricks and all that, like sometimes I go, OK, that that looked real, but. I, I, I remember, and I'll send you one of the, of the video I'm talking about, but there was this news reporter in Hawaii, and he's known for going out and doing trying different things. And he's live on TV, and he's got this, this master that's showing him how to break these boards and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Raw, and he's hitting them hella hard. And then he's getting ready to hit it. And you know how he goes like, one, two. And before he ever hits it, the board just falls apart. Oh, shit. <laughs> live on TV. And the guy, to this day, that news reporter still never lived it down in Hawaii. Uh, but it's like, like, all that crap is fake, right? Yeah, well, most but, of it. No, I mean, there's breaking. There, right. There's board breaking, all that. But I don't see how that necessarily trans translates to fighting people. That's not the same thing. Right. So there's like a um, there's like a, a condi- I can I can see how there's a conditioning aspect of it. You see these guys and they're like slapping rocks and slapping bricks, and their fucking hands get super super dense, and they get you know like they're they're they're. I wouldn't want to get hit with that dude like bare, bare fisted. I mean, there's yeah. there's a 
There's a conditioning aspect to it, but that does not in any way give somebody the skills to fight somebody right. like that. Like that has to be incorporated into a comprehensive, uh, you know, s- system of fighting someone like that includes, you know, striking and clinch and takedowns and wrestling and groundwork and everything. Like, so what you're telling me is the chick that smashes the beer cans with her with her, her titty. titty she she's conditioned. She's got rock hard. <laughs> she is, and she's think, eating enough fried chicken and fried uh, squirrel to fucking crush them cans. And by the way, why is it never like somebody that you go, damn that chick is no. hot? You're always like, she's from Alabama, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> because a triple F breast is just not it's, okay. It's not okay, right? So what you're uh, saying is that dude Bolo or whatever his name was from Bloodsport that fought JCVD. That was kicking the fucking post with his shins. That's how he's conditioning himself. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a legit thing to, yeah. to, to smash stuff and do conditioning on your bones and and your, your whatever your your body, your tissue. That's a thing. But that's like that's like part of like I mean that's like going to your strength conditioning or something. So like that part. Speaking of blood sport, when he was kept kick was was he kicking a palm tree or something until the palm tree broke or something? Yeah. But that, there really is people who do that, and that really will just toughen you up. Uh, well, it, it will. It, it will get you know give you calcium deposits yeah. and deaden your shins and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, you, every I mean if you if you're everybody in MMA pretty much I don't I don't know anymore but when, like when I was coming up before I was even in it I wanted to be in it I would like I got a sock full of quarters and I would like smash my <laughs> smash my shins and then and then when I was and then when I was actually started started training I was a little bit older um, when I when I go out drinking like that was I'm, I would wake up with just pockets of fluid on my on my shin bones just hematomas everywhere from fucking smashing everything that i could i know a guy who did an interview with chuck liddell this was like back in his heyday <clears throat> and he came in to do the interview and it was a monday morning and of course this is just according to the guy who tells me the story that did the interview with him that chuck liddell had his toenails painted and they were pink uh-huh and he asked him he goes what why are your toenails pink and he said oh it was the weekend i paint them because I, I dare somebody to say something to me when I <laughs> Well dude, he lives in San Luis Obispo and if you've never yeah. been you've been have you been slow? Down? I worked in radio. That's where Oh yeah, yeah you were you were down there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So San Luis Obispo is like this sleepy little kind of college town and you know, they have this the place called the Tortilla Flats and the bars get fucking crazy. And I'm sure he was down there just having a good time fighting yeah. people. No, that, and that's, that's what, what he would do. That's oh, what this guy told poor me. He bastards. Did. Oh, seriously, yeah. Could yeah. you imagine though, like, like you're just like you're drunk. You're like, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna beat you right there, buddy. I'm just playing Charles, <laughs> Charlie. I'm, you know me and them fireball shots. Can be crazy. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Do you do anything like that? Like, do you ever go out to bars? Like, like back back in the heyday though. Like, did you ever go out into bars and you're just like, I just feel like fighting somebody tonight. Yeah, when I was like when I was really young, right? Yeah. When, he, before, when you bounced at the sunshine, uh-huh. that's probably when you got to get all that angst out. Yeah, well, and then I also saw what you know what that looks like though, what right. that looks like in real life, and that's uh, it's an ugly thing. Yeah, like when I, I mean, and, and I started bouncing at sunshine when I was like seventeen. Yeah, and so and the dudes that I like again, the dudes that I was like around and I was bouncing with, and some of the guys that I was training with were older dudes, and they were not. They were not kind to people. They were, they were not kind to people. It was it was ugly, and I realized, ah, eh, this is not the same. Right. This, this, like I like 
I like fighting. I like physical violence. It's another thing to watch people get brutalized out behind a, you know, yeah. in, in an alley and just, you know, ugh, it's You're all, okay. Well, I'm going to just collect my check. Yeah. I'm, well, and I mean, not that I, you know, not that I never put my hands on, on, on people cause I, cause I had to, um, you know, to pull them out of, out of the concerts or whatever, but nah, at a certain point, it's like, I, this, this is ugly. This You're just is hurting ugly. people just to hurt people. There, yeah. There's that. Or, I mean, even if you like, everybody puffs up and you get in a, you know, good old fashioned street fight. It's not a good old fashioned street fight. You're getting sucker punched from the side. Uh, ugly shit happens. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you know, Albuquerque, yeah. you know, Albuquerque enough to know yeah. that, um, that it's, you know, it gets wild. Yeah. And it's not just like some, oh yeah, we're going to. We're gonna put up our dukes and throw down. Right. I mean, things can get real. You're gonna get fucking shanked or yep. shot. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. yeah, things have changed a lot since those days down there. I mean, you can really see the the regression of the city. Like you haven't been here for all of this, but I mean, back like in in the '90s, you know, when when Carlos was younger and coming up. I mean, the town was still. It was a little bit. It was rowdy. Like downtown was rowdy. Is is what the way that I would characterize it. It was like very rowdy down there. And now it's just like it's be, it's gone from rowdy to just really dangerous, yeah. you know. At this point, it's 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 changed. It's totally changed. Hmm. Well, what's up with the transit system out there? <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I drove be, over there. I was just like, so wait, you make people walk into the middle of the road now to catch a bus? Art? Oh boy! Like, yeah. How is how is that a great? Whose idea was that? Mayor Barry. Mayor Barry. RBZ. So so there was actually great idea. that was. That model, I can't remember where that model was copied from, but they had another city that had that, and it was yeah. it was super effective. But they, the idea that they came up with, and they just kind of the way that they did it was, I think if they would have, I think if they would have talked to people more so about it, and maybe kind of you know explain like the pros and cons instead of just kind of coming and starting tearing up Central when they did, it, it probably probably would have been uh, received better. Than, than what it was. And then they had all these issues once they got the buses, like the buses didn't fucking work. Like they were yeah. the wrong buses. They oh, had really? these, these flaws or something like mm-hmm. that. And they were supposed to be all electric. And now they're just normal buses. Yeah, it's just normal buses. They're just and, normal buses that... And then even the even some of the stops that they were, they were supposed to stop, they're like, oh, wait a minute. The bus is too long and it sticks out into the intersection at where we and built this... And it blocks traffic. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and, then, and then the other thing is they, they didn't coordinate with the, with the water authority. And the water authority has to dig up a bunch of that yeah. to, that they, they had planned maintenance in like 2020. That they're going to have to dig up a bunch of that shit anyway to, 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 to redo... Uh, water infrastructure. How nice to be a business owner on Central right now. No, well, oh, what yeah. a nightmare though. Because I remember the last time, last time when I lived here, they had just barely started doing it. I remember driving over there one day, going, "Man, what a nightmare this is." And then I went back uh, about a, a couple days ago. I was driving over there, and I was like, "There's wait, a, so they make people go out into the there, there's a class road. action lawsuit that actually just got um uh they they, uh, they ruled against the city, and I think it's like something like seven hundred thousand dollars for um. For businesses around there, but over that period of time, over however many years, that's probably that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. So each business is going to get like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. and then right. the attorney, exactly. the attorneys will get like seventy percent of the money. Right. That's basically how class and actions it's, work. And it's after the fact. It's after these people have been, you know, like had their their business. Did that? Did, well, I guess when you opened up your place, it, 
your place was already it was already done over there when your place was opened up, right? Is your place right on Central? Or no, 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 dude. Where's I'm, your place? At? No, we're like I'm in the uh, the Renaissance area. So you know, like Top Golf, like, Co- Costco, and Top Golf, where the Beach Water Park used to be. Oh, he doesn't know. Oh, right oh. there on Montano. Montano and Twenty Five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Oh, okay. So I'm 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 away from there. Oh, I thought I don't know why I was thinking that your coffee place was down on Central. Mm-mm. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so art has been. Ugh. Yeah. What a, what a, and then and the, what a the, shit show. The, the other part of that is like, it's, it seems like it's, it's connecting one, like one downtrodden part of the city with another. So you really like who, who's actually riding the bus. Yeah. Um, it, I, I guess I just don't understand. It's like, if you're going to have those, then get rid of the other buses. It seems like that would be the, the thing to do in those areas, but they don't do that. And now that it's down to one lane on central, that's because our office, my real estate office is right down there off of Wellesley and Central. And it just, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I guess I just don't get it, but I, I don't get a lot of things these days. So, well, I, if you look at it for what it is, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Like people got paid to do it's that. Fucking good. Old, dude, New Mexico's the good old boy. Pe- people network. got people. Oh, there's a lot of people that got paid a lot of money to do that. Really? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Who do you, I mean, you got to pay oh the contract yeah, exactly everybody exactly paid. what what business was mayor barry in before he got into politics construction yeah and it was it was he you know yeah i'm sure i'm sure the people that did it had some kind of ties to him for sure it's guaranteed just the way this works here in our great state of new mexico mm-hmm. what does rbz do these days I don't know, man. He disappeared after that because right at the, right at the end of his people administ- were fucking pissed. Right at the end of his <laughs> administration is when it all like, oh wait a minute, the buses don't work. Like there's just all these problems with right. it. It's just a, it was like a complete. Money and has thing. Tim Keller well, done anything to help? Um, I, I, they actually he got buses that actually work. Yeah, I mean, but they're not the electric buses. But he's like, well, shit, it's here. You can't put this genie back into the bottle. Yeah, so let's take lemons and make lemonade. Right. So let's get some buses that actually work and start doing it. And they had free transit for a month after they launched it. Mm-hmm. You got to ride the art for free. <laughs> Albuquerque. There, there, I, I missed it. There, Damn there, it. There, <laughs> there was a series of crazy videos of people pulling into the art lane and just getting smashed by buses. Yeah. yeah. Like five, five or six like in a row. And there was like a, there was a count and there was like this yeah, whole the death, thing. The art death count. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of like when the, remember when they built the rail runner, uh-huh. that thing that loses like 35, $40 million a year, that fucking useless train that goes from that drops you off in Santa Fe Bel- eight miles from anywhere. <laughs> Belinda Santa Fe. Yeah. That thing was fucking creaming people too, man. I mean, I can, we called it the death runner on the air. That's what we nicknamed it because every day somebody was like getting, getting killed by the, the rail runner. It was, oh. it happened for, you know, weeks. It just kept happening and happening and happening. So. So back to your fight. So Court McGee. So, what do you think of him as an opponent? Like, what? What's just gut gut thoughts? What would be your plan for him at this point? Uh, Since he has been kind of a bigger fighter, he's fought at eighty five, which means that he probably walks around at about two hundred. Yeah, he do. He's he's tough. He he comes in shape. Yeah. Um. He's a, he's a he's a Utah guy, right? So he's training at altitude. Training at altitude. He also trains with Liddell's. I think he's he's at a Liddell, Liddell's camp. I don't know so exactly. So Hackleman's his coach. Yeah, Hackleman okay. is his coach. Um, yeah, dude, he's just a he's a he's a brutal guy. He just comes forward and throw and 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 makes it ugly. Gets after it. So um, as far as a plan, be sharp, um, be evasive with him. Um, he doesn't get tired. So 
Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sting him. I'm going to have to hurt him. I'm going to have to chip away at him because he's really, really tough. So I'm going to have to take out, um, work on taking out, you know, uh, different, uh, think of different ways to like slow him down and yeah, yeah, slow down his attack. And- yeah. Slow, slow him down. Um, just kind of to, to, to chip away at him and hurt him. And then I think I can turn it, turn it back on. Him. Yeah. He's always seemed like a pretty durable fighter. I don't know that I've ever seen him get knocked out. I mean, maybe, maybe he has, and I haven't seen it, but he, he has, he's got a lot of decisions though. You're right. Yeah. He is. Um, but I mean, I see, I see some chinks in him. his armor. He's very well-rounded. He's a good, he's good on the ground. He's got good stand up, but, um, I just, I, I know if I, if I stay sharp, um, and I come and do what I've been, what I've been training, then I'm going to take a better stamina. You or him. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You've always had a pretty decent gas tank. You're, not, I, I, you're yeah. never really undertrained for anything. No, hell no. No, I've do never. You do anything particular like before a fight, like months before the fight? Do you, you know, how, like I'm just taking movies, for instance, right? You see him running sure. really high up in the mountains. Yeah, we do. And all yeah, that. I mean, all we're that. already high up as it is. All that. Yeah. No, we, I go train in the mountains and, yeah. and um, it's been a while, but for a long time, I was incorporating a lot of swimming into my, in my routine. But, um, I grew up here and I grew up doing all different types of sports and running and all that stuff. So I, I, you know, my gas tank is pretty good in general. So, um, as long as I stay within shooting distance, I can get in really, really good cardio shape very quickly. Have you ever fought somebody? Well, let's say you're going to fight this guy and you're like, man, this guy's just not tiring out. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to adjust your game plan in the ring to, to do that? Or do you stick with your game plan? I never bank on somebody getting tired. Like I always expect them to not get tired, to be as, you know, like, and a lot of guys get better as the fight goes on. Um, so that's never really, I never, I, I always prepare for the worst as far as, you know, like, Hey, no, this dude's going to keep coming. He's not going to stop. Yeah. He's always kind of been like, uh, it seems like court's always kind of been that dude. That's like, he's like, I guess you could call him like a zombie fighter. Like you could knock mm-hmm. him down and then he just gets up and keeps coming the same at the uh-huh. same pace. And he always has the same pace, but it's always just like coming forward yep. towards somebody. And yep. that's always been his strength as a fighter. It seems like, and, and durable. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming on. Tell people about the coffee shop again. How okay. Do they, how do they find you guys? Are you online? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the story? Okay. Yep. Yeah. We're hundred hands coffee, hundred hands coffee.com. Uh, we, the, the brick and mortar, our coffee shop is down off of, um, Alexander. So, uh, in the Renaissance area down by where they're doing top golf. Yep. Um, we're in revel revels, a, a entertainment complex when that, when they reopen and there's actually concerts. Allegedly it's an entertainment complex. <laughs> there's going to be, there's going to be concerts there. Maybe sometime, um, if they ever do concerts again. Um, but there's a couple different bars, uh, Bars, restaurants, bars are closed right now, but the restaurants are great. They have Revel Burger, um, Pericos is in there, um, and then and then we're in there. Um, so do you actually go down and work at the coffee shop? Like, can people come down there and actually see you making coffee? So, so sometimes, um, I we 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 do a lot of so we do uh, lots of different drinks on tap. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we do a couple different types of nitro coffee. We do teas and lemonades and stuff like that. And we I actually work at the production facility quite a bit. Okay, so we're yeah I'm I'm at the warehouse and kind of running around doing doing gopher stuff. Gotcha. But I do sometimes, and then I work at the market. Okay. The downtown growers market on Saturdays. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you guys go check them out down there and I guess keep listening for double J. Maybe you'll pop up somewhere. You never know. You got any leads on anything? Um, I guess <clears> my lips are fill, sealed. You can fill in for Dex while he's out gallivanting. He just texted me as a matter of fact. Did he really? Yeah. what do he say? Literally just texts me and says, 
did you get a job in Albuquerque on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sitting here, aren't I? <laughs> you should you should text him back right now and say no, but I did get a job doing a podcast. Right? No, you know what I should do. You should probably no. Hear- watch us. Watch it here. Here, watch. We'll take a picture on, let's and let's take a picture and send it to him. Okay, we'll send him okay. that picture. And then you can say, no, but I got a job doing a podcast and see what he says. Oh, God, that's I, an ugly picture. Who, <laughs> oh, God, who? Fucking I mean, girl. You guys look fine. It's me. I look at it and I just go, Jesus, I need to blur my face out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Carlos, thanks for uh, coming in and doing this, man. And, uh, you know, maybe as we get closer to the fight, I was thinking about something while we were talking. What I'd like to do, if you're okay with it, and I've got to get clearance with this guy because, I mean, he's a pretty high level guy, but I, I think what I'd like to do is I'd like to have you on maybe like it would a month before the fight is, are you okay to do stuff then? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to bring you in and I'd like to have master Ken on also with us <laughs> hell yeah. so he can give you some advice Oh snap! on, uh, on what you need to do to win your fight. Okay. And, and I if think you need it would a be, sparring partner. You know, Dude. Car- Car- right here. You're, Car- he's sitting right next to you, Carlos. Carlos, no, no, no. Carlos has actually choked people out for us before on the air. Like he's choked out our stunt boys before on the air. And oh, I mean, right. he- I forgot little, about I'm that. I'm a little yeah. old to be doing stunt boy stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Alima McFarland. What's her name? Um, the- oh, the Bellator chick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, she punched me a few months ago in the belly, like hard as no glove, nothing. Like, and literally knocked me down on the ground. Like, nice. took all the wind out of me. Here's, I, I kind of regret it. Here's, here's the thing when you, when you sometimes hang out with these guys, it's like, uh, it's like the kid, the, the kid that doesn't know how strong he is, you know, like they have a certain way, of, they have a certain way of interacting with people. Like you'll always see them shadow boxing and stuff. And they're always doing that. And, and, uh, I remember one time we were doing a broadcast and Shane Carwin was there. And, and if you don't know who Shane Carwin is, just look him up. He's, he's not the tallest man in the world, but he's fucking massive. He's I as mean, wide as he is tall. Yeah. Yeah. He's like this engineer up in, uh, in Colorado and he was a heavyweight and he fought Brock Lesnar. Okay. Almost beat him actually. And Brock ended up, you know, choking him out, which was hilarious. But, but we were doing a broadcast and he was there and, you know, we're kind of talking to him and I said something funny, you know, and. And then one of the other people that was with me during the broadcast said something and he's like, ah, and he laughed and he kind of did like a little shadow box, you know, and just did like a one, two, but then came the leg kick with it and he kicked him in the leg. And I mean, I could see, like, I, I could tell how much it hurt him because he tried to act like it didn't hurt. But like the dude's face turned white. He was Hispanic. I mean, and he like turned white, white. And it's like, man, he lit him up. And and that was nothing for him. That wasn't even a hard kick. Right. <laughs> so, no. yeah. All right. On a second note, then you don't need a sparring partner with me. No, I want to see Master Ken hit you in the throat. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, t- I'll take look, Master Ken. Bring it, son. Bring it. I'll, I'll talk my smack now. <laughs> and then once he gets there, I'll be like, oh, I was just kidding, Master Ken. I was just playing with you, man. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, hey, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, of course. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, brother. That's all we got. There ain't no more. Time is tight. It's the end of the show.